Hello, friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hello, Levi. Hello, Jen. How's it going? It's going. Lame. I just had chicken. <laughs> Thank you for the update. You're welcome. Welcome, Jen, to episode 69. Nice. That's all. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, today we are continuing on with the main story quest. We'll be playing up through the quest, all things in time. First, what happened last time, Jen? Oh, no. Yeah. We killed the ultimate weapon. Okay, done. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Thank God. Okay. And Lahabret. Killed him. Killed him good. Yeah. Well. Yeah, except not. All all that stuff and everything we've been talking about since then all unlocks after we complete that quest beat. So along with all the other BS we've been doing recently, there's also a main story invitation from Minfilia. In the solar, in the waking sands, we say, hey, what's up, Minfilia? What else you got for us? But we are immediately interrupted by Tataru, who comes in to report that the gentleman from Ashgana Imports has just left. Yeah, she's got like a pained look on her face. She's like, yeah, I get why you didn't want to meet with that guy. So it seems like, so lately the Scions have had to entertain a bunch of people trying to get in on that sweet, sweet Scion goodness. Yes, we've gone from being a secret organization to being anything but. Yeah, everybody knows who we are, why we are, where we are. We are being bombarded by offers of sponsorship that comes with a price. So we give you Scions some backing and then you do some favors for us. And the group just now, or at least the gentleman just now from Ashgana Imports, they apparently wanted some help to resolve some business dealings. Great. So trying to hire the Scions like some thugs or something. Right. Yeah. We're like a bunch of sellswords or like the Pinkertons. We're not doing any of that. Because the Scions were founded with the intent that they be a neutral party. But also some money might be nice too could get a lot more done if you had a bit more financial backing. Oh, sure. It's always nice. So it's like, you know, cat, if we did compromise a bit and let people hire us out, you know, could we, how much more good could we do with all that extra money or whatever it is? So Minfilia is kind of like stuck on this question and she asks us to go into the break room. I'm calling it the break room. It's the break room. And get everybody else's feedback on this. You know, what do they think? How about the wake room? Uh, No. I get what you're doing. No. (laughs) Can I suggest we take a poll of the Scions to get their opinion on that On what the break room should be called? Yes. Okay. We actually go take a poll of the Scions, though. To get their opinions on this whole finance question. So uh, we go around and talk to all the peeps. All right. So we're just going to go down the list because they're all they're all here. So we're just going to go nearest to farthest. 
Um, well, I talked to Ishola first and we're like, hey, so Manfilia has this proposal about blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And she's like, so remember our conversation with the Admiral when the Limpsons sent word of Titan's summoning? And I reminded Merleveb that the reason we're here right now is because you guys violated the treaty with the kobolds. And the kobolds are going to respond in the way in a way that is completely appropriate, considering your transgression. So the only reason we're here right now is because you fucked up. Okay, this is your fault. And she was like, I was in a position to say that shit in Admiral Merlevib's face because we are unaffiliated with anybody. You know, if we suddenly kind of, you know, had affiliations or got in bed with somebody, then we would be not in a very good position to call that shit out because we don't have any allegiance to one state over another we can kind of call them out when they try to distort the facts to fit their narrative she says that but also despite the fact that the limpsons were the ones who had done the wrong we still supported them so i i think that her point kind of falls flat because we still supported and will continue to support the eorzeans even if they are not in the moral right well what else are we going to do? It, like Our job is to keep primals out of out of circulation. Sure. So, you know, unfortunately, Titan summoning was because of, uh, you know, it, this wasn't like Asians whispering into anybody's ear necessarily. This was... Um, Probably yeah, they, was. They, 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 <laughs> I mean, there's, there's still some of that, but unfortunately, the reasoning for the summoning... You know, it, it's still, we're not like supporting them. We're not supporting what it is that they did, but we have to deal with the, sure. the primal I'm just, threat. I'm just saying that there are strings already. I think that her point about, like, she says that she could talk back to the Admiral, but sure, to what extent exactly? Well, what what no, did that like, like, accomplish, though? I mean, but yeah, if we if we had started getting like buddy-buddy with the, the Limpsons for whatever reason, like they were, you know, subsidizing our headquarters or they were um, giving us supplies or whatever it is we would feel less inclined to call them out on their bullshit because now we feel like you know we're in their debt in some way you know it, it like fucks up everything all, all i'm saying is that her calling out the admiral on her bullshit amounted to nothing so that feels like a hollow point what you're saying is not is not incorrect jen i'm just saying that there, there were no points scored by yishola calling out merlvib no but um i mean i agree with yishola i'm like i'm glad that we are in a position to be able to like speak truth to power <laughs> um and that's something we absolutely should maintain whatever whatever the situation is that was an example that she could use in the face of us asking this question but going forward i'm like yeah absolutely that's an important position to to maintain so who's next jen uh next is thankrid he doesn't really have a bunch to say and he kind of doesn't really say anything except yeah he says like a lot of words about nothing He's i know like, yeah guess how we'll about have to them I, I know like we'll just <laughs> Thanks, thank Red. He's like, you know, Real power helpful. begets uh, money and money begets power and all that. So we're we're kind of in a we're at a crossroads, he says. And um, uh, we could we could easily lend our power to all sorts of causes. One of them being the Alamegans. You know, if we um, got behind the Alamegan resistance, we could potentially free them from uh, Garlean rule. But, you know. All right. Well, thanks for the waste of time. <laughs> Moving on. Papalimo, uh, he's he's a little bit more passionate about stuff. He has he has opinions. 
So uh, he's he's not in support of becoming Scions for Hire. Um, the fact that Scion headquarters um, are based in Ulda has already created awkwardness in a lot of conversations. Um, he has to explain, yes, we're headquartered in Ulda, but we're not affiliated. And but so it, it's hard because like the the image of what you know where we are and all of that it, it may as well be the reality. So it's hard. And he's like, if we you know start engaging in this like quid pro quo shit with randos we may as well just pledge allegiance to Ulda right now and like say fuck it but then you know Ida might enjoy some bribes so i don't know and we talked to Ida, and she's like yeah i really enjoy these bribes wah, wah. however papalimo is making her return them oh yeah she's like all these gifts are so amazing but i can't keep them and that's what Edith has to say um and then uh i think last but not least is uh Riyanche. He says that <laughs> it's, he's still kinda... deciphering the intention of prospective financiers muddies the actual mission of the Scions. Yeah. If you're too busy vetting every prospective funder, yeah. you can't do what you need to do, which is dealing with this recurring problem of the primals. <clears throat> Correct. Uh, so we can't let that shit distract us from our, our mission at large here. While the, while the money would be nice, it's like this is stupid. Like, how are we going to? Try to figure out everybody's ulterior motives because they will all have them. Last and, stop is Alphano. Yeah. We get some grade A Alphanoism. pathologic Alphano <laughs> in this segment. My God. Like, he, just, he is stone cold. He is taking charge and making edicts. and. It's not just that. He is using all of his knowledge and all of his guile to manipulate people right where he wants them. Oh, he is, he is so Feelings passive aggressive. and emotions be damned. Kind of, yeah. But, you know, he's he's projecting. He's he's a very, he's a very scared young man. <laughs> he's doing what he's got to do. That's my interpretation. So he's, he's you know, faking it till he makes it, I guess. Yeah, Alphano has this already figured out. He doesn't need to give any, any input. He's going to take it right to the source. Yeah. Oh, Minfilia wants counsel? Then I shall give it to her. So we head okay. back into the solar with Alphano. And he makes a declaration. The Scions must leave Ulda. As long as we are in their territory, the Scions cannot act as a neutral party. Yeah. The Syndicate will not let such a powerful independent force remain that way. Yep. He's like, you ever wonder why Vesper Bay doesn't have its own etherite? Yep. So we can all blame the Syndicate, okay? And this is only one example of how they will passively hinder our operations as long as we operate unaffiliated in their territory yeah yeah they already are of the mind that we owe them just by allowing us to exist there but worry not he has a solution sure we can go somewhere independent of the major powers to mordona and at this point minfilia is shocked of this whole concept of uprooting everything they've built here in vesper bay but Alphano starts to cut right home by citing the big L, Louis Sois, oh my God. bringing back his ideals, pulling on his familial legacy to make his point. And this gets Minvilia very upset. She turns around and looks at the framed staff Tupsamadi and dismisses Alphano. Get the fuck out. Yeah, he's he's such a manipulative little little jerk. He's, he's like, you know, remember the shared ideals of the Scions and the Path of the Twelve. Ideals that represent our bond more than as just comrades in arms. We are your family just as much as Minfilia is like, you're dismissed. Yeah, 
you can tell though that he got her because oh, oh he got her. She punches back. She's like, "Hey, oh, how about yeah. your family?" Oh, dude! Like this whole exchange is like it's very bitter. Um, before so before he's he's like, "Gotcha! Here I go! Bye." Because Menphilia says, "Hey, look to your family." Oh yeah, aka like, LSA. I, right. I'm like, I, I so like, what about your shit? Don't you have some of your own affairs to get in order? And he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm handling. Don't you worry." I'm trying not to get my uh, personal affairs messed up with the the needs of the order. Yeah, he hired those two Jobuses to escort her around. Right. Yeah. The, the big the big bodyguards that were chasing her out of the um of the quicksand way back in like the level twenty range. Yeah, we haven't seen any of them since. But yeah. Nope. Um. Yeah. This was this was a really this is quite the barb. But yeah, he's like, I left those affairs to men better suited than I, lest my personal affairs come before the order. Um, so, <coughs> Minfilia. <clears throat> <laughs> Minfilia kicks us out too, so she can ruminate on this conversation. Go help Alphano with, with whatever. whatever bullshit. <laughs> and we're going to help Alphano to do some more cold-hearted scheming. I mean, goddamn, yeah, he's he's playing chess here for sure. So he's. He's upset that Menphilia doesn't see the obvious, like to him, um, that we all need to pack up our shit and move to neutral territory. 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 And he's he's thinking, well, you know what? I, I think what is giving her pause here is all um, these rumors that have started circulating. These fanciful rumors. Fanciful rumors. Basically, well, Menphilia's mom, adopted mom. Uh, she died in the calamity. Her name is Philamine. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to. It's Lamin. Is it Lamin? Flamin? Flamine? There, I found a citation here that calls it Lamine. Lamine. Yes. Okay. So Menphilia is distracted by these rumors of her adoptive mother, Philamine, being out in the open. It was thought that she died during the calamity, but her body was never recovered. She, um, Philomene, was a popular songstress in Ulda. Like, the songstress of Ulda. I think that name needs some workshopping, honestly. <laughs> like, you, you can't think of something more creative than the songstress for, like, your, your star singer. The Nightingale of Ulda. Something like that, yeah. Maybe she picked <laughs> it, and you're being very rude to Philomene right now. Well, she's dead, so I can't be rude to oh her. Oh my god. Or so we think. Yeah, I spit on her memory. But um, there have been some sightings and her fans have been abuzz about these supposed sightings of her. Alphano suspects that word of this has gotten back to Menphilia. And so she's all emotional about her so-called mother or whatever. So can't see the cold hearted reason of Alphano's arguments. Right. Yeah, exactly. She's she's doing the thing I told her not to do. Getting your personal affairs all messed up and scion shit god okay so what we need to do is follow this thread see where it goes we need to, to figure out once and for all is philomene dicking around in eorzea somewhere if she is we need to reunite them so then we can make sure menphilia doesn't have anything else going on in her brain so she can agree to move to mordona like i said amazing the last sighting of philomene was in costa del sol so we head on over there yeah, we, we're gonna go talk to our little our little capitalist friend, Master Gekaruju, in his little in his little chair. 
And we and Elfano do indeed find Gegaruju soaking up them rays in his palatial coastal estate slash resort. Cabana. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So we ask him and in the, or we, 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 I don't know what we, what we do. There's a bit of a prologue um, that we skip over because reasons, but Wait, what? Pro- well, there's like, we walk up and we have, you know, we do like a silent, like, here's our problem. And and that's when he finds out that Philomene and the songstress of Uldah no, are the same person. When we show up, he is mourning. He's talking to himself, and we interrupt yeah. him because he's going, "Oh, my sweet Mikote Muse, the sweet siren of the sands." And he's like, "Oh, whoa, oh, wow, didn't mean that to be overheard." Yeah, and we're like, "Oh, oh, we know who that is. Her name is Philomene." And he's like, "Philomene, what?" And then in the creepiest way possible, the creepiest way possible, he confirms that she does indeed live. And if he had known before she bailed, uh, he would have kept her tied to his bedpost. Keeping it classy there, Gigaruju. My God. Is right on every brand. male Lollafell a complete creeper? I think in A Realm Reborn, yes. Yeah. Honestly. God damn. They're all like <laughs> gross in some way. Oh. Papalimo's cool. Wedge. Wedge is also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. He's, so he's precious. There, there are, are two examples there are, there are of non examples. creepy male Lollas. God damn it. Um, (laughs) but there are a lot of them no doubt especially that's just the way it is anyway so well fuck that was easy yeah so she's (laughs) gone off apparently to go and ply her trade for the riffraff of the west yeah he's mad so we're gonna go and try and track down her trail in wineport so we ask around wineport there was indeed someone who was mucking around around there who had a very distinct perfume so distinct and fragrant, in fact, it threw off the wine tastings that oh, they were yeah. trying to hold there. Well, we're, so. we're talking to Birklate. Yes. Uh, he's that He's that guy who was like, I'm not giving you any of my wine, you you low-life, ne'er-do-well, can't appreciate good wine fucks. This was during the Company of Heroes <laughs> quest. Yeah. This is when we discovered or we, we, we revitalized the, uh, the wine port wine industry because we found that ancient vine bacchus the bacchus shit yeah anyway so well, when we find birglet in classic him fashion he's like publicly berating his staff as always um and they're very sad and uh he's like no oh she was i mean she's beautiful but she stunk like i could not allow her to like hang out so i banished her and um you know what you might want to ask your your nose friend over there shomani lomani because if I can smell her. He'll be able to smell her for the rest of her life. Uh, so, Shimani okay. Lomani is the blind former Company of Heroes member. He's yeah, like the vintner, uh, vintner in training, I guess. I mean, he is a vintner, but he's kind of new to it. But he does have an incredible palate, obviously. He sent the the songstress, supposedly Philomene, out into the rainforest to collect these blooms that are used to make this fragrance. They can be found in the shade of the cliff in Raincatcher Gully. So we head down there to track down this person. Yeah. Well, these flowers are just basically giant hydrangeas, like person-sized hydrangeas. Well, it's like a, a big clump of them that tower over a normal person's height. Yes. They're big. <laughs> they, they big. They big. <laughs> when we head out there to see who this person is, it's, it's Philomene. She's there. There she is. Yeah, just a, a gray haired Mikote with the name card Philomene just picking flowers. Just, yeah, just chilling. Well, that was that was 
way too easy for this years long supposedly dead person. Oh my god, I remember doing this the first time. And this this whole quest line felt so much I don't know, heavier uh when I when I did it then. It I felt like like we're just going to go out and find Minfilia's long lost mother. Jesus Christ. And it, it took no effort. <laughs> No effort, no time. There she is. So I guess in retrospect, um, I, don't, I don't know. Getting ahead of ourselves here a little bit, but this is pretty lame in my opinion, how just quickly over and done this is. There wasn't even, it wasn't even like maybe there was somebody that looked like her and we found the doppelganger first and then we have a little bit more digging to do. Like make us work for it. Like this is a big thing to try to do. On that note, this section was one of those who were streamlined by the A Realm Reborn main story quest kind mm. of cut and condense process. But what they cut out though, there's like one more step of searching for her. You had to go to like um Camp Drybone and talk to Father Iliad cuz fuck knows why. Oh, that's right. No, before we go, um somebody was it alpha no he was like yes, yes yeah he was like father iliad has he's the one who saw this person um but we don't even talk to him so there was like one more stop on the way um in the former version of the quest and then also after you you grab her you have to help her assemble the ingredients for this perfume so she can make it before she will leave it does not justify the brevity of the story this is not like quality pound the pavement mystery solving content it's just more tasky work that got cut no like this this whole thing could have been like a movie you know like finding somebody's long lost mother like uncovering the mystery of whether she's dead or not and it's it's just like burp burp done I i know they have a whole story to tell but this does not do service to the plot beat that they are no are telling here i like i i like respect the situation not at all because it was so easy to attain yeah Oh, well. I'll, I'll gripe again in a moment once we get to Wineport again. <clears throat> so we, we find Philomene. She's picking flowers. She gets gooboo'd. So right <laughs> when we, we get there, gooboo pops up. We kill Hori it. Gubu. She thanks us for our timely intervention. And we start asking about her, like, who are you? And she's suddenly alarmed. Who are we and who do we work for? Right. She's like, oh, hey. We're, well, we approach her. We're like, hey, uh, Philomene. And she's like, I don't know. Who are you? What do you work for? You know, being very guarded, but... Her response here, it does not feel to me like she's trying to keep it cool. She, I, I thought they were doing an amnesia thing for a second, honestly, because she oh, acts more yeah. confused yeah. than she does kind she's of like... like mean like it was like it's been years since she, since she heard that name. Yeah. Um, that's not the case. She's just like scrambling to try to deny who she is. So Alphano walks up now. He just pushes past all etiquette and he's like, all right, down to business. You're Philomene. Minfilia needs her mommy back. Let's do it. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Also, you faked your death for some reason. Why? And she's like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) As I was explaining to your associate um, before you just intruded on this whole situation, he's just pissing everybody off today. She's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm making a perfume. I'm busy. And my reasons are my reasons, and I will reveal myself to Minfilia when I am fucking ready. Which means in five minutes. Correct. <laughs> correct. It's because uh, it was uh, my uh, idea. It wasn't because you asked me. Correct. Because I wanted to. And and he's like, like, why not now though? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he's like, well, how about maybe we go continue this conversation? It's not really a conversation. There's nothing to do. There's she's 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 
she's spoken her piece. It's done. But he's like, let's let's continue talking about it in Wineport, where we're not a stone's throw from zizzes and gooboos. We we go back to Wineport. This is where a quest segment got cut. What she would make you do beforehand is make you go help her assemble the perfume. I feel like I did this. This I must have done this before they cut all that yeah. shit out. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. That's probably why it felt more significant to me well, when I did it. it. It doesn't cut anything meaningful, though. It adds more time and more tasks right. to getting and it that, done. I think that's 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 all it took, apparently, for me to feel sure. like I maybe earned something or we did a little bit more as, as far as like trying to convince her to come back. Because right now we there's there's no effort. There's no effort to find her. And there was no effort in getting her to come back. Despite all of these protestations and whatever. In my favorite gripe, once again, A Realm Reborn is hitting these heavy plot beats, but just like throwing them at you so fast that you can't process what they are. Yeah. Minfilia 1 has a long lost mother. She died, but <laughs> yeah, she's alive. Right, like we learn all of, like we didn't, we didn't know this. And then, oh, there she is. All right, she's back. Yeah, it, it's what over. A, it's just a roller coaster in seven seconds. Yeah. I think that they did beforehand the thing that A Realm Reborn does, which is conflating busy work for yeah, storytelling. Right. So they gave you things to do and made it be harder in the sense it takes more steps to accomplish the goal. It does not add an actual story. Depth. Yeah. So now we get back to Winepour and she immediately is good to go. So she's before she was like, no, I'm not going to go yet. And now she's like, okay, let's All go right, see Minfilia. Give me a ride. And then we teleport. From Wineport, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the so yeah, we're sands. all standing in Wineport, and uh, Alfino's like, "Okay, great, Fulmin's on board. I'll escort everybody back to the Waking Sands, and then boom, we're back in the Waking Sands." Okay. Thanks, Alfino. All right, thanks for the. <laughs> Going to save some teleport it, it money. It's so abrupt. It's it's hilarious. Just like how just fast like, this boop. happens. Yeah, literally just plopped right in front of the doors to the solar. All right, well, guess we'll just get this done. So filling in some gaps here, we talked about the Philomene and Minfilia, formerly known as Acilia, whole storyline in the episode that we did a while back called The Scions of the Seventh Dawn. If you want a refresher or if you skip that one, probably worth a listen because we go into some detail about the 1.0 Final Fantasy XIV story mm -hmm. that this is all springing off of. Yeah. Once again, we are being thrown into the epilogue of 1.0 without any sort of context or preamble for the first time players of A Realm Reborn. Yeah, I feel like a little, like a little, like a flashback cutscene here would have been cool. I think we get it at some point about like when Menphilia first arrived in Uldah with her father and then they were at that festival in Uldah and then the Gubu got loose and killed her dad and that's when Philomene was like, I'll take care of you. Like there's like, there like a whole thing. I don't recall offhand if they ever give us that cutscene in the main story. That is referenced a lot in general in the game. I like I, I recall like sometimes they'll do like a flashback like cutscenes where it's just a series of still images, yep. but there's like sounds. So there would be like the noises of the crowds and um you know, shit like that. Either I feel way like, though. We, we get it at some point. For now though, we'll fill in the holes and recap that whole thing very briefly. Essentially, Philomene was part of a plot to stage a like an uprising, a, a gubu breakout during a parade, and then her cohorts would defeat it and win fame and then leverage that fame into a position of power in the city to supposedly do good, but it got all fucked up and Philomene's, oh, rather, um, and the gubu killed Minfilia's dad. And so she got orphaned and then Philomene adopted Minfilia. Yeah. Minfilia's dad had worked for the Alamegan resistance. So the Imperials were hot on the trail 
And they changed Acilia's name to Minvilia as part of the whole hide her identity. Yeah, like witness protection program. Exactly. Yep. There we go. Recapped. Done. There's your flashback, Jen. Nice. And this is why Philomene has been hiding from Minvilia. Because she did not want to draw the Imperials to Menphilia and the Scions. Right. But now, though, because Alphano asked strongly, she (laughs) is like, sure, why not? (laughs) I guess now's a good time. So to do the thing that Jen does, to do a Jen here, and Mm. to patch through the roughness of the story with the best intentions, Philomene is gathering stuff for this perfume, right? Yeah. And... This perfume is going to be for Menphilia. Like, she will give Menphilia in a minute this perfume. Maybe, just maybe, it's a coincidence that we go and track her down right now. And she was going to come back home anyway. Yeah. But because Alphano was such a dick about it, she was like, fuck you, like, I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm not going to do what you tell me. Yes, even though she actually was going she was, to... She was in the midst of... So she's doing a gin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like, she's she's been absolutely invisible for five years and all of a sudden like people are seeing her everywhere like that's she's not being very careful in that in that respect at all so that that makes sense sure i mean it it doesn't explain it like that but that is the best story i have to yeah otherwise square this situation it's even dumber (laughs) anyway we get back to the waking sands alphano bursts into the solo into the solar Alphano bursts into the solo. Oh my fucking God, I did it again. <laughs> what the hell? Why? Alphano bursts into the solar and is like, guess what, Minfilia? Mommy's back. <laughs> yeah. And then in comes Philomene. Just and she's just sup. like, she's just like, the body language, the facial expression pissed me right the fuck off. Oh, hello, long lost daughter that thought I was dead for the past five years. Look who's back. Mommy's back. Mm -hmm. She just has this like smug ass look on her face. Like it it should have been more pained. It should have been more emotional Um, as opposed to like, yeah, bitch, you're welcome. Kind of a vibe. I didn't like it at all. Um, But we do get to see some emotion from Minfilia. Crazy. She gets a little weepy. You know, she goes in for the hug and they hug for a while and. She's like, so why, though? Tatru's like, I haven't seen Menphilia like this in years. So she has not expressed human emotion in years. (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) Yeah, man. She's just, she's got to keep it all bottled up for the greater good. Except when she's exchanging barbs with Alphano. (laughs) Yeah, Menphilia asks why Philomene's been away for so long and then she's like I was trying to keep the Imperials from tracking you down that's a valid reason Yep, like for sure and now Philomene gives Minfilia two prezies <laughs> the first one is this perfume that she's been working on which was Minfilia's scent back in the day before they discontinued it but she made it from um, well it's, it's called Celsetia perfume so I'm assuming that they are the Celsetia flowers yeah she also gives Minfilia a cat's eye gem, which is another story beat from the original Final Fantasy XIV story. Minfilia was a miner under Philomene's tutelage back in the day, and this cat's eye gem was her first score. And I believe that this was part of a scene where 
baby Minfilia got attacked by Coblins after she found this gem and it's like a whole thing. Yeah, minor is an M-I-N-E-R. Both actually. Right, right, yes. right. right yeah. <laughs> Correct. Anyway, so she she gives Minfilia her original score. Now that they talk about Minfilia's dad. Yeah. I and mean, why like, they had to hide. Mom gives her the you know, her gem back. And Minfilia was like, I got this for you. I was so proud of it. Like I like this is this is yours. Why are you giving it back to me? And this is just so that you can see where you were versus where you are and where you still must go. Just like keep this as like, you know, a, a symbol of your origins and how far you've come, which was really great. Um, still, like the whole thing is just so f- flat. I didn't cry at all. That's so you know it's busted. I know. it's It takes fucking nothing to make me cry. <laughs> They do not mention the fact that Philomene got Minfilia's dad killed, but maybe tactful. Does she know that? Yeah, she does know that. Okay. It was a whole blow up back in the day um, when Minfilia found out the truth. Ah. So the conversation moves on. Philomene's like, you've come a long way, Minfilia, but you've got a lot more to do. You've got a lot further to go. And to do so, you must leave Ulda for Mordona. <laughs> it's like Elfino coach. I, I just had this idea on my own. I know. And Minfili is like, yeah, you're right. Let's do it. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> this is so upsetting. And, and more though. God, so now Elfino is even more enabled. Minfili is like, okay, I'm going to tell the Scions that this is the decision and Philomene will support Minfilia in this whole move to the next step for the Scions. So Minfilia leaves the solar, and then Philomene's following her out, but she and Alphano nod at each other. What the fuck, you guys? Why do you hate <laughs> Minfilia so much? It's hilarious and how like ruthless it is, frankly. Dude, yeah, it's messed up. On this return voyage that got skipped over in that teleport, I'm assuming that Alphano and Philomene are like comparing in the best way to manipulate Minfilia right, into this decision. Right. I mean, I guess it's not... You, know, you, you would think that maybe mom would be a little bit more sympathetic, but she was the one who decided to unleash a bunch of gooboos and rampage into a crowd. So maybe her judgment is a little, it's a little fucked up. So on brand. It was just one, but point made either way. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to put this SUV in neutral on a slope into a parade and whatever happens, happens. Great idea. Pretty much. And then, yeah, like it's, it's like criminal. <laughs> it's correct yeah she should be behind bars (laughs) so um maybe she's not dropped that kind of cold-hearted calculating no i mean yeah like like whatever it takes for the greater good she's going about it in kind of not great ways that's a very interesting theory actually because i i wasn't watching for that beforehand but everything she's done right now supports that because of the whole like calculated distance from Minfilia yeah and then like the way she comes home and then also the whole thing with her selling Alphano's plan as soon as she gets past Minfilia's guard fucking hell yeah so I mean that's the thing to watch for is like is Philomene a cold-hearted Alphano or is this just like a realm reborn rushing past the emotions I don't I don't think she's like a stone cold bitch you know she's not like a sociopath or anything but um but no, she will bulldoze you if you get in the way of her mission. And like, you know, her and Minfilia's mission has always been the same, but they go about it in entirely different ways. Yep. So that is it for the main story for now. Before we wrap up, though, let's talk briefly about a few of 
the side quests that pop up in the Waking Sands. Yeah, we, we contemplated doing a whole episode just on these side quests because they were, on the face of them anyway, they seemed like a really good bridge between where we left off on the MSQ and where we knew we were going on the MSQ. And talking with some of the other Scions, you know, the kind of the no-names, uh, they are named, but... And seeing how that could like maybe flesh out a little bit more like Scion lore. Um, These are very annoying because they are like in a stupid middle ground between slice of life, meaningless side quest and actual storyline. Yep. Like they have enough story there that they are they are like three to five steps a piece. But the stuff you do is just so shallow. It's not really worth expanding on in like a whole episode format. I know. Like they're not. I wish there was a different color of side quest. Like, okay, so the normal ones are like gold. And then we've got, you know, the, the blue quest. Those are important. And then we have MSQ quest. There should be one that's like, maybe it's a little bit darker gold <laughs> to indicate something that is a little bit more significant. Not that these are. Whenever they do seasonal events, they're always that same beige color. So if you don't do side quests, like how the fuck are you supposed to tell it, the, the some rising random ass, seriously. from some, you know, go, go give the yeah. homeless people on Pearl Lane drugs. Correct. Same, same quest it's, type. It, it's, it all looks exactly the same. And so, yes, I have that. That's my problem. Yeah. Is that they don't they don't stand out in any way. And I think they should. But these are annoying, too, because they are skirting depth, but not quite there yet. Guys, either don't bother <laughs> or just spend a bit more time on, on these things to make them more impactful. Yeah. So there are three of these things that pop up after we defeat the ultimate weapon and they appear in the slew of unlocks after that story moment. Um, and all three of them are accessed through the Waking Sands break room, the basement. The first one is, this is like a mini tribe quest, actually. This one has to do with the U tribe and it feels like they might have wanted to even like make the U tribe a full tribe quest. Yeah. But they didn't have the resources and they have five tribe quests already in a realm reborn and that's a lot as it is. I don't know, but this feels like a stand in for the U tribe beast tribe quest. Yeah. Um, the U tribe again, these are the Mikote in the Forgotten Springs area in southern Thanalan. They are the ones that we worked with during the Company of Heroes storyline where we had to prove our worth by killing a slightly bigger sandworm and all that, yeah, that stuff yeah the scourge of forgotten springs the scourge of the Sigoli desert and we're like boop 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 done so what happens here is that Wigstan, who is a recently re recruited scion he wants us to rally the u tribe to the scion's cause to help keep the amalja in check so we can do bigger stuff besides watching the Amalja and trying to keep them from getting enough crystals to summon ifrit yeah he's doing like like perimeter strategy shit yep um he's like i'm not good on the battlefield but i can do this he's an ideas guy yeah so he has, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He has the idea to send us to the u-tribe <laughs> to do the work <laughs> i mean they're not the u-tribe they're not like they don't mingle with people outside the tribe really so yep. you know if some random asshole showed up and they're like you know ladies gather around but if the warrior of light showed up then you know, they know us. He sends us down there. And this is kind of a, a dumb story, frankly, because mm. the, the pitch is, hey, you tribe, do you want to fight the Amalja for us, the Scions? They're already doing that. That's right? their entire life. That's all they do. That is their main threat. They, they are like, there's like sandworms and there's the Amalja. Yeah. This, this is already their number one threat. Why wouldn't they want to do so? Maybe they'll get some support from the Scions. 
But because this is the same thing as like Philomene. It's like, hey, do you want to fight the Amalja for us? And they're like, nah, we, we fight our own fights. Yeah, like, we, we that's fair. We might fight the same thing that you're asking us to fight, but it's our idea. It's not your idea. Right, right yeah. We're so not doing it for you. We, we have to run around and the, the chieftain, who is the same guy from the, the Company of Heroes, he's like, nah, but ask around. So we ask around. People are like, are like, nah. But then a band of hunters gets ambushed and they're injured and he wants us to bring them salve so they can free themselves. So we bring them salve and they run away. And then we come back and he's like, yeah. And that's the quest. How impotent is the nun? You know, the, the the literal alpha male in this entire tribe. And he's like, I don't know, he's asked some people, I guess. Like, he can't make a fucking decision for, on behalf of his tribe. Like, just, that's his fucking job. Well, we know from the earlier quest line that he is not a well-liked leader. There are um, people with eyes on that position. So this reinforces his incompetence. Great, yeah. But pretty much we, we give the staff to some of the warriors and then um, everyone likes us. So they're in. Like, okay. And that's it. We, we go back and say, all right, we, we got the U tribe on board. Cool. Next up is Slothwiz. Slothsvis? Uh, S-L-A-F. Slothsvis. 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 Whatever. Fuck it. Close enough. Sloppy. <laughs> Her sister was a scion that died in the Imperial attack on the Waking Sands. So she wants us to muster support against the kobolds. This feels like it should just be part of the kobold tribe quest. It's the exact same thing. Hmm. It's kind of dumb that this is like a separate storyline because it treads in the literal same territory as the kobold tribe quest and has the same theme. So whatever. Anyway, um, she wants us to go and do a preemptive attack against the kobolds so that they can't strike back or strike against the Limpsons. This is really weird, though, because she wants us to appeal to the commander of Outer Lanosia's Camp Overlook, not as a Maelstrom member, but as a former pirate. Because apparently every single soldier in this Maelstrom encampment is also a former pirate of this one guy's crew. His name is um, Bloedin. Oh, isn't he the guy that's he's, he's stationed at Camp Overlook? Yes. Yeah. So again, like exact same shit as the tribe quests, but separate as well. Literally, yes. We we talk to Bloedin and say, please, Bloedin, as a pirate, not as a member of the Maelstrom, whose fucking job it is, (laughs) as a pirate, will you do a favor for your old crewmate, Sloth's Swizz? Sloth's Swizz. And strike against the kobolds before they strike us. And he's like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. Why don't you go and get my crew on board? Here's what we'll do. We'll tell them that there's a bounty on the kobolds. And for every kobold that they kill, they'll claim a bounty. This is fucked up, There's man. not a bounty. He, d- he just says to tell them that. Oh, sure. Right. So we run around and again, Fuck a treaty. the soldiers in the fucking camp, this is their job we're asking them to do essentially. But we say, hey, how about you do your job, but off the clock for profit? Right, right. So and they're like, yeah, booty, we're in. So then they all get together and um, they're like, all right, we're going to do this strike. They're going to go and destroy some kobold crucible and we're going to make a distraction. So we get some bombs. We go and like blow up three things in the kobold zone. While we did that distraction, they pulled off a great success on their operation where they destroyed this crucible that was being used for some kobold BS. Okay. And then uh, done. At that point, 
Blowitin says, okay, so why don't you go and ask um, Commander Riki back at the Maelstrom HQ in Limsa? Why don't you ask her to put a bounty on those kobolds now? What the fuck? So we then go to Riki and say, hey, we, we did this thing. No this one is, asked us to do. This is an atrocity that we have enacted on the kobolds. Hey, hey, Commander Riki, these guys all got together and they killed some kobolds. And she's like, cool. That's great. What the fuck? Great initiative. Yeah. I'll, I'll Sure, I'll, I'll put a bounty on them. So then she makes oh the God. paperwork to claim the kill bounty retroactively on the kobolds that those pirates just killed. And that's the quest gross <laughs> the last one is um given by radolf no radolf who wants us to assist the maelstrom with countering the sahagin in camp skull valley so we head over to that fortress that's in western lanosha that is between the Aleport area and the sahagin tribe area so we get there and talk to commander falk brida and she asks us to protect a shipment of crystals that are coming in from the Isles of Umbra. And it seems like someone gave the word to the Sahagin that the crystals are on the way, so they'll need some extra protection. And we head to Aleport, and we get roped into helping to load supplies. There's this guy on the docks whose name is Dawson. He's a Roganin, and he has, he has a fucking Serpent Reaver tattoo on his face. You know the three Azure Claw Marks? Yeah. He he's walking around like that. Good god. In Aleport. And he's like, "Hey, you know, he's he's acting super sus. He's like, "Okay, so the ship's not here yet, but why don't you go load some supplies?" So we have to do three loads of carting supplies from like a pile of junk to the dock where the ship's going to land. So we go back and forth three times carrying boxes, and then he's like, "Thanks. All right, I got it from here." The ship's due to come in soon with the crystals. And um, we're, we're hanging around waiting for it to come in. At that point, though, some random sailor comes up and yells that the Serpent Reavers are attacking the main gate. Oh, my God. And Dawson says, OK, you go take care of the attack. I got this covered. Sure. I will unload the crates. I got it, buddy. Oh, my God. We run away. We go and defeat like three Reavers at the front gate. And then when we get back, surprise, surprise, the guy with the innocuous blue claw <laughs> tattoo on his face, he's gone, as are the crystals. What? Everyone's like, oh, I never saw that coming. And then the actual Holy Dawson, shit. who's like a here, he's there and is like, there's an imposter here. The nerve. Yeah, like two enormous clues. One, your face is fucked up. And two, you're a Rogadin and your name is Dawson. Yes. We go back to Commander Falk Brita and say, hey, we fucked up. And she's like, okay, well, uh, the Sahagin have the crystals now, so we better blow them up so no one gets them. And at this point, a pile of side quests unlock in the fort. There are like four different side quests that appear here. Two of them are to go kill random guys in the area. One of them is to kill the, um, the Serpent Reaver captain who is behind this BS. His name is Dry Snaggle. Dry Snaggle? Yes. Like Dry snaggle yes but like one word maybe drisnagil i don't know anyway um he's their captain okay and then we have to go and throw bombs at um crystals like at the crystal stashes so we head into the sahagan territory we head for that serpent reaver fortress that's deep in their area you know the place with like the jellyfish yeah there's that fate there all the fucking time 
that turns it's like normal... a little yeah a little cove with like a little fort yeah and the fate turns the normal mobs into fate mobs so you gotta <sighs> sink down to kill them and it's a huge pain in the ass because there's like 50 ass. in there yes so we go there and we kill some guys and then we blow the crystals up we come back and we turn all five side quests in they say great good job you stop the Sahagin from using those crystals. Yay! And that's it. That's the quest. What have we What have we learned here today? Quality over quantity. <laughs> 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 what? what have we accomplished? Uh... So I think that the mechanical purpose of this stuff, um, because at this point in time, they are throwing right side gear. The um the jewels necklace ah. rings whatever at you left and right yeah because the um the main story quest gives you a bunch of rings the side quests like throw gear at you too so it feels like here you go you're level fifty have a pile of fucking gear yeah and so like every single step here gives you right side options to choose from they're serving that kind of mechanical function of catching up your probably pretty shitty right side gear because they neglect that part during leveling almost entirely yep. unless you have access to a goldsmith correct uh weird stuff it, it's a lot more substantial than most of the like okay so welcome board adventurer why don't you go and kill like three um goats or whatever for their meat and bring it back to me yeah. It's got more than that, but it still is skirting substantiality. Yes. I thought it was worth mentioning because they are a bit more in depth and also pretty absurd, frankly. For real. <laughs> Beyond that, Jin, any other thoughts on what we talked about today? No. Great. <laughs> Next time, we'll be playing through the main story quest on the properties of primals. And that will do it for today's episode. Of course, we appreciate you guys so much for listening. And we got a couple ways if you want to reach out to us. Uh, we got the pod return, ffxiv at gmail.com. And then, of course, we also have the Discord, which is very fancy and super cool. So check the show notes for that. Um, if you want to just chat to people, join group runs, share screenshots, glams, whatever, whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's a really nice group of people. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, of course. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And have a good day or night. And we will see you next time.